0: Hello, this is lisa hazard and misty lure with we are all psychic and
1: today we
0: have jacqueline jacqueline am i pronouncing that correctly
1: yes you can call me jack if you like Either jackie because yeah i was like
0: she's named jackie on the zoom screen but her email say Jacqueline. but so mm-hmm. we didn't talk yeah, about that fun. all we did was constantly talk about astrology from the minute we got on zoom listeners but uh <laughs> jackie before we go crazy again uh i would like to ask you a question do you think we're all psychic
1: yes i believe that we are all psychic every single person whether they believe in it or not i believe they are uh, per- well mainly due to my story so and then i've seen it in other people yeah and do you see
0: that okay well the listeners this is an astrology podcast so mm-hmm. we're gonna get into that a little bit but uh mm-hmm. just as a question real quick related to the first question do yeah. you see psychic in charts when you read charts astrology <laughs> charts
1: So I could tell, I could pick up abilities. Um, When it comes to astrology, I can see what people don't see because I have studied it long enough. So I like for people to be, if they're open to it though, if I'm reading an astrology chart, that's an astrological chart, excuse me, that is for someone that is a skeptic, then obviously I word it a little differently so that they're comfortable. But yes, I can see for the most part. Um, That's cool. Really like their Neptunian. I feel like their moon placement, their Neptune placement, um, as well as their Pluto a little bit, because Pluto reminds me of subconscious. So a lot of the times your abilities are stuck in your subconscious waiting to come out. But unfortunately due to um, lack of teaching of this, people don't even touch that part of them. I never thought I was a psychic. And then I awakened... And all my abilities came in out of nowhere. I grew up Southern Baptist, <laughs> yeah. wow. So girl. I did it. Yeah. I knew I was like, I'm an Aquarius, so you know.
0: We, we, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> no, I'm from Florida. We I'm shit. from Tampa, Florida. Florida. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: exactly. So, um, I can see it. I feel like those places specifically, but it's up to the person if they're open to it. But yes, I could, I can sense it. That's mm-hmm.
0: really fantastic. And so, like listeners, um, I think I've talked about astrology, maybe a tidbit on the podcast, and. Uh, like I was saying before, after I hit record and before I started the podcast, I am psyched that Jackie's here to talk about astrology. So if you don't know anything about astrology, uh, and I just learned something, it's called an astrological chart, not an astrology chart, because you said that. I was like, oh, so that's the proper term. So an astrological chart is maybe, I don't know, you looked at me like, well, this is a good debate. Well, or- <laughs> that's what I like
1: to call it, because a lot of people when I say astrology, I mean, it's the same thing, but when I say astrology, they automatically think, oh yeah, my son's sign." because a lot of people don't realize that your your astrological chart, your birth chart, is technically, if I say birth chart, people are like, well, I don't want to go to the hospital, and it's like, no, I don't mean it like that, but okay, I'm talking about from the heavens, <laughs> not, not, not what's going on it. on earth, exactly, so um, to me... It's like, people are so aware of their sun side, but they don't realize like the key to your soul, like your soul's path, your soul mission, especially since every, you know, this wide awakening that's going on over the last couple
0: of years. Yes. I so, so agree the age with of you. Yeah.
1: yeah. The age of aquarius, a lot of people are beginning to want to study themselves in a way. So yeah. the best way to study yourself is to learn your chart. It's literally the key to your soul. You want to be able to manifest better. You want to be able to really mm-hmm. be more in tune with yourself, learn your chart learn where your weaknesses are, strengthen them, learn where your your strengths are, and see if you are too much in your masculine energy, which you would know, and see, you know, what the strengths and weaknesses are of each placement. Oh, and we have puppies,
0: we have puppies, they must say hello, hello, puppies. So, uh, yeah, this is really interesting, because some people listening to this podcast, they might not even know what a chart is, and it's basically when you're born, all the planets in the sun are in certain places in the sky, and so are the zodiac signs. Mm-hmm. and so are you in a place in time and all these things are mm-hmm. stamped at the moment you were born second mm-hmm. so when you're getting your chart read your astrological chart or chart read by someone like jackie they will take everything into consideration in the skies mm-hmm. when you were born and then look at it some this is a part where i'm like i can kind of get through a birth chart all right but i can't figure out how to put that with what's going on right now in the stars so the chart, like right now, is different because maybe somebody's being born right now, and their whole life is being written at this moment in it, the stars. You know, and uh, yeah, so how do you put those two? Like for me, this yes, one does another podcast altogether. But for the listeners, that's basically what an astrology chart—it tells you your all the areas of your life for the mm-hmm. astrologer to interpret. For you.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And it's that not, be a summary
0: mm-hmm. kind of like to introduce it to someone you think pretty
1: much yes it's not just also again it's also about like where so for example if you have a capricorn and neptune eighth house it, like where the eighth house lies so the eighth house is you know scorpionic energy so that's why it's just that's just a whole other podcast, but it's not just like the placements, so you know. It's also the house. It's yes. literally, I mean, that's why there's books upon books but there's constant research done on it because there's constant things that are coming. And in, these aren't short books; on.
0: these are books that are no. like dictionaries. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. I mean
1: every book of astrology could, is. Oh yes, <laughs> and then you know, especially like with Jupiter. So you know, we just had that conjunction in December that huge conjunction i mean i don't feel like from what i have read and studied the last time that the energy was like that was i believe i don't remember if it was 1200 i know that it was similar energy to around the witch trials um which was in the early 1600s so it was similar energy to that because of what was going on in the sky so then you notice that of course last year and this is of course through study research that i have realized with other astrologers too so like um for me i won't say that i am like the extreme astrologer so like i follow uh deborah silverman and i follow the leo king which is david um david palmer david lawrence palmer i think anyways moving forward um Mm -hmm. but i follow them and so and i've noticed the energies like i can go back in my life and i can see where different placements were in the sky and see what was going on in my life and it very much reflected accurately even though i didn't believe in astrology at the time Wow. you know, they that was the same energy as like the Salem witch trials and then, of course, in the United States, what happened? I don't want to talk about politics, but you know what happened with, you know, our presidential election and, and what you know, happens, you know you Speaking
0: know. of the Salem witch trials and not maybe not so much our political atmosphere, but our metaphysical atmosphere sure is changing
1: big time oh, everybody
0: is 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 interested in this topic that i know <laughs> pretty much people who weren't two years ago people who weren't five years ago or maybe not six months ago now people are taking an interest
1: because they're beginning to get more in tune with their intuition because people yeah. last year especially in the united states i i don't really know what happened in other countries when it came to covid but the world was forced to be put at a standstill Okay, so it, it was honestly like the world, the energy of the world, and I honestly feel like the rest of the plants were like, Okay, well, humans on planet Earth, you're gonna sit your butts down and you're really gonna look at yourself. Yes. And you want to keep going down this chaotic path of not caring about the world in the right way, not caring about each other in the right way, not caring. And when I say the world, I don't just mean plants and like the actual, you know, dirt in the core of the earth and everything. Love Gaia, but. It's literally like the animals too. Do you want to keep going down this route? Or are we going to sit down and force ourselves to really look within and see the truth? Because honestly, you know, unfortunately, it's like, you know, the media has made it to more like of a hysteria. Oh, so that's yeah. why the people love
0: to do that because they get Yeah, exactly like mm-hmm. scares them. so <laughs> instead of
1: that, I rather I want people to like I, what I teach also is that I want people to listen to their intuition. You want to know more about yourself? You focus on yourself. And that's why I tell people like look at your rising side. So your rising is where the sun was in the east. Um, where the sun rose. I, yes, right? Yes. Where the where the sun was at in the sky when you were born. Like as far as like what it when you rose in the east. I can't word it correctly because I'm channeling. So I apologize. That's okay. And so like so, like my rising is in Taurus. However, I have Gemini and Mars in the first house. So first house could also um it has the energy of Self, so tour. So for me, I go between like Taurus and Gemini because my you know, ascending is in first house, so that's first house, which is self, okay, which is baby, which brings it back to home. So that's why when you mentioned that, can I look at her birth chart? Can I look at Missy's birth? We're doing it okay. Let
0: me let listeners know what we're doing. Okay, listeners, we we had something you know, just a typical kind of outline, but before the podcast. We started talking about misty's chart we told her our ascendants and sun signs and moon signs and mercury signs and i said i have our charts so i me- emailed them to her she's gonna check out our charts for us on this podcast and tell us Yay! things and stuff and she's gonna explain maybe would you like to explain how you're doing it while you talk so maybe listeners who take an interest in some aspect of this for themselves
1: okay so i see here that her libra her north node excuse me, her North node is in Libra, which means that her South node is in Aries, which is even more suiting for her. Mm. So that tends to be the way of energy that I feel about it. So I'm going to relate it to myself real quick, if that's okay. So I am a Capricorn North node with a Cancer South node. So your true node is your North node. So it tends to be, um, more alignment with your assignment than your South node. I feel like South node energy tends to be things that, um, to me it's like under the surface kind of energy so but for her the fact that her air that her south node is at aries because libra and aries are on opposite sides so for those of you what's your let me look at yours real quick lisa i just want to see what your north node is so i can explain this to you so your north node is in sag and then your south node would be in gemini because they're on opposite sides of the zodiac wheel okay so those for those of you that have been trying to figure out your south node and whatnot I did, yeah so. i just
0: knew that chart but i didn't realize they were six signs apart that makes sense yeah
1: Mm -hmm. so and then oh goodness because i'm just seeing this for the first time like actually Mm -hmm. really we we made her wait
0: we made her wait till the actual
1: yes oh goodness oh goodness goodness okay so when you have yes so when you have venus where is it? Why is it like that? Okay, so your Venus, who's also in Aries. Vista. Yes, I'm look. I'm looking at Misty. Sorry, okay. <laughs> um, your Venus. It's just the screen's a little small. So let me see if I can fix that. <laughs> but um, your Venus is in Aries too. So for you, it's almost like similar energy to me as well because. Oh, you have such an interesting chart and I'm trying to stay on track, but I keep getting pulled into different parts of it. So you're just going to with me. <laughs> oh my goodness. So your Neptune's in Sag, you were meant to be, you were born extremely empathic. I mean, you could probably, I could do this too. I know some people that you can look at someone's name and almost feel their energy. So you wanted to, I think that you brought it up before. I don't know if it was, if we were recording or not then about how I could see psychic abilities
0: yeah the chart.
1: so yeah. your Neptune Neptunian energy is Piscean energy but it's also you know a dream like so it could be a little bit confusing yes but to me I feel like that Neptune I I feel intuition with it and then same with moon too um but it's like you have Sagittarius so I feel like that you're able to grasp things it's almost like like, like what I was, let me go back to the example that I was giving you. You can almost see someone's name and feel their energy. I feel like that you might've doubted it at one point, but um, mm-hmm. then your Mercury is in Taurus. So that means that you have extreme compassion. So to me, like Taurus tends to be very nurturing. Um, it's Venusian energy because Taurus is ruled by Venus. And so it's very Venusian energy. It's very loving. It's soft. It's very, you know, feminine because you know, air and fire signs are masculine and water and earth signs are uh, feminine. So having that it pretty much, I feel like it bounces you out in your communication for the most part. And I say that because Mercury is about communicating um, if I were to go into each planet, it would be like an episode of planet, to be honest with you. So I'm trying we to do it. Like I am down for it. If you are. <laughs> Oh, I have studied this intensely every day. I mean, for, how much time
0: um... do you have? But like throughout the week. <laughs> That's oh, I'm I was going yeah. to say, I got like an hour tonight because I actually have a
1: lesson with um, a shaman after this. But anyways, so your Jupiter is a Gemini too. See, it's all about different placements. So let me, I would just want to check out Lisa's real quick. And y'all of course, taught me whenever you would like to, oh, oh my no, goodness, go. <laughs> oh my goodness, Mal. <laughs> well, no, I feel like a spitfire energy off of you, and I mean, I feel that off Taurus a little bit because they're the bull, the bull gang, you know, the <laughs> but then I was like, what is this fiery energy so gemini each each sign also I feel like feels like plays with other signs, so to me, Gemini is like a fiery air sign, Aquarius is a watery air sign, and then Libra, I honestly feel like that Libra it reminds me a lot of like Virgo energy, but it would be, so it's like earthy in a way because it's in the seventh house. So seventh house is, you know, very much about relationships and whatnot. That's my what husband's Libra's, a Libra. Libras love relationships. They, oh, love, being yes. love, yeah. being relationship they love being committed. Yes, yeah. They love being committed, and so it's just what they strive for. They try to have healthy relationships throughout their yeah. life, at least with like good boundaries. Excuse me, my throat. My husband's a so- Libra too. That's <laughs> <laughs> so way. And then, okay, so I'm just looking at the rest of your chart real quick.
0: Who's Misty? So or- yeah,
1: exactly. I'm looking at yours, Lisa. So, okay. yeah, your north, those in Sagittarius, south, those in Gemini. And then where's your other Gemini placement? So, your Gemini is in Venus.
0: Oh, goodness. That makes me confused. Yeah, I don't know what that means because I've always been. So, anonymous. that means when
1: it comes to love, I wouldn't be surprised if, because Gemini's can either be back and forth, like whether, and this is like when they're younger, is what I'm saying. So, but this plays into your love life. So, Venus is, you know, how you love and the depths of your love and i feel like that gemini's can be extremely sweet And a lot of people don't give them enough credit um they can be extremely sweet when they're comfortable yeah they feel they will they will be the quickest to like fight or flight or whatever or fight or flight is it the right way when it comes to love if they are not comfortable so it's like i'm gonna give you this much time and then if i feel like it's not gonna work out i'm gonna run but it's not, but as they get older, they tend to shift out of that and they attract energies. So for you, when you're younger, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you might've had moments like that specifically. I ran away a love. lot of
0: relationships, but, but yes. uh, the, yeah, most of them I ran away from. Yes, for and then reasons, you have that Cap reasons, you know. That wasn't just like oh, I'm getting out of here. It was like there. Oh Venus.
1: no, no, you had your reasons. That's a yeah, that's the tour coming out. You got to have a
0: reason. But you know what's well, interesting? That- what's interesting about the Gemini? And I always thought about this with with it being and Venus, is that I always kind of had night like when I wasn't with the husband I'm with now, when I wasn't with the right people, and I realized it, and I still wanted to be committed to it as I loved them, but I wanted to figure it out and figure out what am I doing? I would have a fantasy life. You know, I'd have a fantasy boyfriend or something like that, you know, and just live that also.
1: That is so I would I never like.
0: cheat, but I would be in my head, you know, with like, I made up a person. With the ideal know. person. So yes. you were technically
1: manifesting your husband yeah. while you were doing that, just saying. Anyways, <laughs> yes, <so>. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> you would be like,
0: this and this and
1: yeah well yes because well you know and then, i mean i know so that has a heavy gem well i'm not gonna go into their chart but anyways and i don't know if they're gonna they might listen to this and he can go over there anyways so um and then you have the mars and pisces okay also what did i want to get to it? okay so you have a moon and capricorn so moon also deals with emotions but emotions in general like subconsciously and so um, the moon is technically, you know, your subconscious in a way. That's what a lot of people like to prefer it as. And that's what I've noticed as well. But it also deals with, yes, your emotions. So, for example, you have a Capricorn moon. So, Capricorns can be cold. I love a so Capricorn.
0: I do. I do too. Long. But, like, when so, it comes uh, to their
1: emotions, I'm yeah. saying because it's the spectrum of emotions. I have a hard time up. feeling
0: my own emotions. And I associated mm-hmm. that a lot with when I was growing up not knowing I was an empath and feeling everybody else's. So, mm-hmm. I didn't know what my own were you know, yes, I never and really, you those it took boundaries. a long time to develop that, you know, yeah, well, yeah, I did when I was young, when I was younger, I didn't have any, I didn't know what yeah, it was, yeah. I just thought this is how I am,
1: you know, and I'm <laughs> Yeah, a lot of us say <laughs> that, yeah.
0: And um, that, that, that coldness, it's like, there's a, there is a hardness in, in the way I accept love, but I can give and give and give, but I have a hard time just genuinely accepting it and feeling it, because I don't feel like I deserve it in some little weird way. Well, yes, that I makes know. sense,
1: though. So, well, the moon is also, you know, the mother. So that's that's feminine energy, which feminine energy is accepting. So what you're saying is backing exactly the same energy of having a Capricorn moon. It's like someone could sit there. I'm saying in the past, someone could have sat there and been like so into you, and then you would. I wouldn't be surprised. Like I'm not sure. We're not gonna go too deep into that because that would be. It's very personal. But I wouldn't be surprised if you would just like shut down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if you didn't want to, you would shut, it was a subconscious that oh. you would shut down. And that was because you were like, even if you were super into them, they could have been dishing it out to you on a silver platter and you would have had moments where you're just like, I wouldn't know what to do with that. exactly it's just like well they can't see like me but confusion. i was just say my hands are up like yeah yeah that's what it is exactly like, it what, do like, what do i what do, do, I, do, I, do I
0: do with this like how do i because i don't know how to accept it and i never did until like more recently when i'm working with it and trying to i feel like it's,
1: it's a little bit of a tough replacement because i'll the opposite end of, of the zodiac wheel is cancer obviously and cancer rules the moon so do you see why it's like they're they're polar opposites, literally. Yeah. And then so Pat for Corn Moon. So that's I mean, it could be a difficult placement to have, but once you realize, but you have come to realization of your emotions, you're very in tune with yourself. And once you're more in tune with yourself is when you're able to really, you know, it's like fill in the gaps. <laughs> fill in the gaps. And I was gonna say, like create the bridges across the bridges.
0: I like so, that.
1: So um, as far as like, let's go to karma. So what is that? Is that a cancer? Oh my goodness. Okay. Dude, so here's at now. I'm so looking at so yours, Lisa, okay. still. I'm gonna go back to uh, excuse me. I'm gonna go back to Mrs. in a second. Um, your Saturn. So Saturn is the Reaper. <laughs> And I tell people don't fear the reaper because a lot of people <laughs> like, especially. So I'm in the middle of my Saturn return right now. Mm. Um, yes, I just turned 30, so I'm, I remember <laughs> mine. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 been a hell of tell a ride. listeners
0: what a Saturn return is. Listeners not so like
1: know. Every so you go through a solar return every year, which is your birthday. A Saturn return. I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and so just every read 29 years. Reaper, around, right? A, I every 29 and a half, I believe, actually. Um, But it's all about, it shows you like, what have you learned in the first 30 years of your life? Like, cause when it's the first Saturn return. So your Saturn return is also where Saturn was placed in the sky. Um, because it goes back to the same spot every 29, I believe it's 29 and a half years. I'm actually gonna type it out real quick because I'm like, I wanna be because I know some people are gonna look at the time and be like, uh so yeah, Saturn returns astrological transit that occurs when the planet Saturn returns in the same place to the sky that occupied at the time of your birth. It's exactly what I just said. But, anyways, um, so there, that was kind of pointless. But anyways, so <laughs> it was I was official, like, though
0: I, it was from Google. I was yes, like, right. exactly. I was like, Well, I wanna Google be verbatim, looks. um
1: but so. You, this, your sign of return makes you and then you know you could have like two three in your life i mean if you are like a magician 4 that's okay I, I believe that will be possible at some point it's like i says every 29 and a half to like 30 years so and then also you have to think about it because if you really study well that's not really astrology but we won't go there i was going to say when it comes to the soul actually being inside the mother's womb but we're not going to go into that whole because that's a whole other like oh uh, man. that's so deep yeah. oh yeah I like your trains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so deep into it. Well, I love it. I love talking about this. I love, I just, I literally love it. I thrive off of it because it's so exciting. So anyways, it is exciting. so your cancer, your cancer is sadder place, but I wouldn't be surprised that your are sadder return. I mean, there could have been a lot of things about your home life. Cancer is also home, you know? I want to be surprised if you went through things with your home life or you had a restructuring of your home life or what felt like home to you. If you came more at peace with yourself during that time or I actually quit, I it.
0: actually stopped working out in, in the world. I got more agoraphobic and I stopped working in the world, but I started working with my intuition and my psychic side.
1: Exactly. So That's yeah. what happened. And that's what that you're time. supposed to do. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what that was your f- calling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that you came more at home with yourself so that would make a lot of sense exactly what you're saying you know and not the agoraphobia i hope that that's not too oh it got go no
0: this woman this woman named ali we did a podcast with her it's called ali's bag of tricks i met her on instagram uh she was doing her bag of tricks and uh in serbia it's illegal uh, to practice anything other than bags of tricks but i told her she was doing some cards we would do cards for each other and just for fun. And she did my cards for the first time. And uh, we're still really good friends, you know, talking every once in a while. And she, uh, we talked about it on that podcast, but she basically in 20 minutes fixed it uh, to sum it up. She fixed my agoraphobia. <laughs> a 20 minute reading. She says it was, yeah. a bag, it was in her bag of tricks, but I think she did something
1: very special. I was going to say, because that could be, I mean, extremely intense. Especially she called for a it Taurus. NLP
0: therapy. It was intense. I cried and I ran I've out I've heard the of therapy. <laughs> yeah, she said it was that, but there's something about her that's just a magic. I don't know how she did it, but she, she got to what the root cause was with symbolism, which is how I work really well, is with symbolism, mm-hmm. metaphors, stuff like that. So it was really cool, yeah. That's I, awesome. But it really, I did start, that's when I really focused almost completely on working with my imagination in work at home. You know, I was an editor, I was a writer, I definitely started into tarot, at 27 and by 30 I was like spending a lot of time with that you know with my tarot with I'd already done I'd already been studying palmistry forever and just looking at the medium side of myself it was a very chaotic time but Mm -hmm. a lot I took the good out of it you know
1: (laughs) that sounds so much like okay so last year I turned 29 last year then COVID happened and then so I had wanted to heal, like I was trying to heal like my anxiety and my depression because I had a lot of trauma that happened to me prior to that. That had never taken care of like a typical Aquarius. But, anyways, um, which (laughs) I'm not saying I love Aquarius. So if you're Aquarius watching this, please love yourself the right way. That's all that I ask. Anyways, so I wasn't loving myself the right way. I wasn't taking care of my trauma. So then I opened up to my I got a tarot deck. So I was like, let's try this up. So I was watching tarot first time. I was super into watching it. And then I was like, Am I even intuitive? I'm like, am I even sure Let's go ahead and try this out. So I got a deck. I read what each card stood for, then I practiced it. I practiced it for spreads, and then. I wanted my first reading to be for someone that I never met, that that I never really known that well. Try so, it
0: for real, real. That's hardcore yes. for your first reading.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's that's a that's an Aries moon and a Taurus rising right there, going <laughs> head on, <laughs> head on into it. You
0: know, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> literally.
1: And so, um, and then I have a Leo. My Jupiter is in Leo in the third house, which is extremely like spiritual and like dedicated to spirituality. It's a heavy, heavy placement to have for Leo. So like. I didn't realize how intuitive I was and how empathic I was. And I am a medium too. Um, I want to study more of the mediumship though, because sometimes I just safety first anyway. So um, I sat there and I got a a tarot deck and I was just like, you know, being cocky and I was like, yeah, I'll know what I'm doing. And then I sat there and I was like, do I really though? So then I asked someone who I didn't know that well. Um, Like I'd pretty much just like hung out with her a couple of times with a group of friends, never had a one-on-one conversation with her um I asked her I was like can I do a tarot reading for you you don't mind I I respect you and I would like to to try it out and you know just to see and I explained the situation she goes yeah sure so she came to my apartment and I got into a meditative state of mind and then I just started shuffling and I went and I just kept I didn't realize I was channeling at the time and I was channeling I mean I was looking at the cards but I mean I was getting like you know ex- extreme amount of information off of just one card so I'm like what the heck is this so I'm like this is my first time trying to read for someone so like 10-15 minutes into the reading I look up and she was crying and I was like am I offending you you could tell me to stop she goes no this all resonates I want to know how you know it and I'm like I don't know <laughs> so why I that <laughs> is what pushed me to dive into astrology because I mean I was into astrology but I was born in tarot and then I was like why and then i started reading for other people and then my mediumship capabilities came in it all crashed out on me about a year ago i think it was a year ago um late march early april so like i've been in the middle of my saturn return and an awakening all at the same time oh it's fun
0: just... i feel that oh, yeah. energy i feel, I feel that energy you. in you it's yeah it's that great. baby oh, yeah. energy. <laughs> that, what? That, uh... that baby energy
1: that, oh, 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 oh! I love it. I may be a baby, but I'm thousands of years old, just yeah, like yeah. you. You Don't seem like <laughs> <a> you. <baby. laughs> no, I'm she just, just seem excited like, and like. I know what she meant. I know what she meant. Yes! The oh, ball. that was yeah. that was a secret for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm trying to get back to her chart, but y'all are so charming and distracting in a good way. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so. I'm back to Misty's chart. I just wanted to look at what caught my eye. I believe it was her Pluto. Oh, Chiron is like the wounded healer too. I wanted to touch base on that. Cause a lot of people, like when it comes to, you know it brings up your insecurities, Whenever Chiron goes into, um, I believe it's retrograde. I haven't studied Chiron too much, but I know familiar. Like for those of you that are doing shadow work, I strongly suggest, um, I imagine that a lot of people that watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, you know that they- are awakened or at least familiar with some of the terms i'm using so i apologize if not um we've talked about no, some of this stuff on yeah the, we
0: had a shadow shadow
1: work podcast yeah we did your yeah. chiron placement helps a lot um so and then also um okay anyway so your chiron is in taurus so taurus tends to be you know taurus like comfort and they like you know they like luxury yes and they could be a little bit stubborn so I really wonder how that played out for you. I know that there's an interesting Chiron retrograde. Um, when was it last year? It was an intense, I know that it was extremely intense for anybody that has a heavy fixed sign placement, which is of course Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, uh, Taurus. I can't think of it, but anyways, let's move forward. Cause I was going to say, I knew it was your, yes, your Pluto is in Libra. So, but what house is it in? What house is it in? Okay. Why am I having a moment? Why is it not showing up? Hmm. Maybe I have to do Because the way that, that I look <laughs> at charts, well, I was going to say the way I look at charts, I'm familiar with like a couple different apps, the way that this is set up. That's why I was like, uh, uh, but pretty much see, Libra, yeah. Pluto Plead- and Libra. <laughs> <laughs> Libra. Libra sounds like But <laughs> <laughs> Pluto and Libra. So Pluto is about what's underneath the surface. So then again, Libra could be about commitments and relationships and stuff like that too. So ooh, 34 and then retrogrades. Oh my goodness. There are so many different things that we could talk sixth about. House.
0: In Pluto topic? in the sixth house.
1: Oh, okay. So my Pluto's in the sixth house too. How are you? So sixth house, of course, that's like, you know, uh, Virgo energy is the sixth house. So again, it's about self. It's about, uh, not I am like Aries, but it's about, you know, nutrition, your health and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if you don't mind me asking some credit reading, you know, um, no, go ahead. Hopefully. Um, When it came to your relationships, did you feel like that there was some kind of, I mean, I feel like they didn't have too much of a hard time balancing your relationships, but I always feel like that, I always feel like, I feel like that you always like to have a deeper meaning in relationships. Like you prefer to have a deeper thing instead of, yeah, lighthearted and fun, but for your deep connections, it had to have, it had to have that, it's almost like an it factor in a way where, how are you with trust? Probably good now. Yeah, I'm dead. But, you know, like you said
0: about the relationship thing, you know, um, ever since I can remember dating, it was always just one person. You know, I could only give to one person. I wasn't one of those that kind of went from this guy to this guy to this guy. I kind of, exactly. you know,
1: that's why I like to make sure. Because I was like, I hey, have to have that deep connection with someone when you're committed, but right. lighthearted, nothing like hardcore dramatic. You could have a lighthearted relationship and it still be deep at the same time, which a lot of people don't. Like realize for some reason, because I think that if someone's lighthearted, that they, you know, I don't know. It's just shallow. That people feel, but
0: some people think, they yes, might exactly. Be shallow.
1: Yeah, exactly. But so she comes across super lighthearted, but if you really got to know her, she's as deep as the Marianas Trench. She she can go anywhere can, anyone
0: goes. <laughs>
1: oh, exactly. And she could yeah. feel. She could feel as deeply as the Marianas Trench. She could feel that deep. So, I mean, I believe that. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, I sense that too, but
0: so that would be my gift would be, um, I know you talked about helping people get their, uh, gifts by reading their charts. So that would be mine would be the empath.
1: Oh, no, you're Being sure able intuitive. To- I mean, I could tell you, I could read you without your birth chart and tell you all your abilities. But as far as, as I'm just picking up on different things with uh, your chart, <laughs> do it. Oh, I'm an ability activator too. Are you sure you're ready for that? She's I like, am.
0: I want to watch this. <laughs> okay. I'm always ready. Maybe after the podcast. Yeah. We'll, we'll fire oh, it down. <laughs> okay. I was
1: going to say, I talk. I, well, oh, just so that. You call them listeners. Okay, listeners, no. This is my first time on a podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah, they can't, is that they can't I us. did ask Miss Lisa to please steer me on the right track because I am channeling a little bit. I am a Pleiadian channeler, so... And I channel angels and stuff, so that's why she was guiding me on the right path. But anyways, oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, how
0: awesome. That's so cool. That's well,
1: another think, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, do y'all know Starseed energy? Yes. Like the Pleiades, Arcturians, Assyrians. I know okay, a lot So, about stars, for me, I consider... Yeah. Yeah, so I consider myself the star seed. I consider myself a modern shaman too, but I which, don't do which well.
0: which uh, species, which alien race do you like. Okay, resonate so with?
1: do y'all know? I resonate with all of them, every single one. I have a wide variety of abilities, but then I've noticed that there's certain things that I have, which is a whole other podcast. But anyways, mm-hmm. that I'm an ability <laughs> activator, so I could if I do a one-on-one reading with someone and I deeply read into them without, I could do it without tools. I can figure out their abilities and pull their abilities from their subconscious to the forefront. So that's mm. why when you asked, Do you think that everyone's psychic? I'm like, oh hell yeah, everyone is psychic. Oh, but I gotta make them psychic. No, i not make them, I just unveil <laughs> it. i <I'm, laughs> just kidding, I am yes. I know, I know, I know you're just kidding. You but I'm like the blanket lifter. I like that's literally so cool. I so I've had an experience like I've done every single person that I've done a one-on-one reading with they have had like insane things happen to them afterwards, usually within like the first month. And so they either stop talking to me and block me completely. <laughs> <Come also. my. laughs> or they, when I do that kind of reading, or they are like, what did you do to me? Like, it's nothing bad. It's nothing negative. They're just like, my right. intuition is insane right now. I'm having all these secret and I'm like, Oh, did I help you awake? And I'm not really sorry because I want you to be the happiest you can be. You can be the happiest you can be when you get through that ego
0: right ego is a bad thing ego
1: will always Mm. be around though because you are living you are a beautiful soul extravagant magical soul living a human experience yeah yeah so i love that yeah you know ego will always be there but in all honesty it's like you have to learn to not technically control your ego but not let your ego control you exactly so when you again this also plays into astrology too because your birth chart again is literally the key so you know With you, let's see what else we have here, Miss Misty. All righty. I don't know about y'all, but I've been having some weird throat chakra stuff going on lately. I've been having
0: third eye stuff go on lately. That goes is it pressure like a circle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a lot. Me too. Yeah, mine feels good, but it, you know, sometimes it's a little too much. And I asked my husband to put his thumb on it. He came up with this. He'll he'll put his thumb on it and just go really hard and be like, qu- like closes, close it down, shut that it down. That is insane.
1: Do you know what I do? It works. I do this. Like I go like this, and I rub my, I push healing energy because I imagine like a white light, and I push healing energy right here, just like a line.
0: Oh, I like um, that. From oh, the middle you? of my
1: eyebrows up to my hairline, yeah. and I just gently push. I don't do so hard because I ain't trying to like concuss myself. But I mean, I, I put, <laughs> I soothe, I soothe myself, yeah. and that helps you with my third eye. Usually, whenever your third eye acts like that, is because you're receiving downloads. So you, I wouldn't be surprised if within like, the first week or two after feeling that pressure, that you were having dreams or extreme intuitive hits, or you were having. It happens a if lot. Anything. Yeah,
0: it, it's usually. Yeah, I have it happen too. Yeah, she is too. Yeah, it's it's usually when um it kind of comes and goes but a lot of times it's when i'm around other psychic people or other people are activating some kind of energies Mm -hmm. and then it's
1: like you know i'm
0: thinking about something metaphysical or working on meditation or something you know but sometimes it just gets overloaded and full and it just needs to shut,
1: <laughs> shut its eye. <laughs> I'm gonna end up I'm gonna end up reading you without even looking at the actual, because I know what's going on with you and what would help it. But I mean it's up to you if you want no, to. No, it doesn't know. bother
0: me. It doesn't bother me. It's just kind of like a neat thing. Because before it never used to happen, it started up. Well, no, like, but you could take advantage of it. You could take oh, yeah? advantage of it. But okay. yes, of
1: course, like soothe yourself so that your body's comfortable. But you need to be what that's going on. I want to like have pen and paper by you or whatever your creative outlet is. If you like painting, stuff like that, because you can intuitively see, like I paint, uh, when that goes on, I suit myself and then I end up painting or writing afterwards what I start noticing. And then I was like, like some of my paintings, that's a whole other story. We're not going to go there. But anyways, Uh, uh, I've done uh, painting. Do you have
0: any of your paintings scanned by any chance? Like- uh, I would love to use one for a cover for the cover of the podcast if you have any scanned or if you don't mind uh, sending me a picture I, can I do could do that after it. yeah that's yeah okay. okay okay we'll do that let um, the cover will most likely be her art
1: <laughs> Actually, I have like the perfect one that I'm looking at right now that I painted and it looks like a bridge with like
0: then we were talking about bridges
1: yeah this is also it's not just the key it also bridges you from yourself to your higher self so by the way just so that people are aware I'm talking about Tropical astrology right now. I know a little bit and I'm familiar with Vedic sidereal, which is Chinese. I like Vedic. Yeah. Yeah. But I um, am more familiar and comfortable with tropical just because I like to. I don't know I just I feel more comfortable tropical anyways so (laughs) well it's like so I'm an Aquarius Capricorn Cusper and I have like five Capricorn placements in my chart so I resonate oh yes I resonate intensely with Capricorns but then I also do with Aquarius and then I have Gemini and Taurus in my first house so I'm like an earthy air side or I'm an airy (laughs) earth side it's pretty much so like let me see I want to look at So let's do this. Okay. So I'm just going to look at, let's go back to Misty's chart and then we're going to see. So, um,
0: can you see stuff like someone's like calling or life purpose or anything like that in a chart for real? Or is that something that you have to like ultimately decide without a chart? I
1: suggest looking every astrologer has a different method. But what I have learned is when you have a health, a healthy balance between your true node and your self node is what, it, when you're able to be, I feel like that's more of being in alignment is when, so for me, I have to be able to balance being a cancer and balance being a Capricorn energy. So it's being, it's being business oriented and very good with my coin and very, you know, crafty. But then it's also being able to not get too carried away with that and being too with my emotions and be at home because independence is no issue for me. Aquarius, Capricorn, Casper. Yeah, okay. I know. Independence, yeah. extreme. Yeah. But when it comes to relying on others, which is more of a cancerian energy, I had to hone that in. So I suggest people get, they get to that comfort zone of being not too comfortable, but being able to balance their nodes, your, your north node and your south node then also i always like to see like the mercury house on uh, the mercury house excuse me the mercury placement um when it comes to work also mars because mars is like you know it's passion it's fiery so that tends to be about well again it depends on the houses too so i mean it goes deeper and deeper and deeper into that that's why so, a lot Misty, of people I know, like, my,
0: I know my mars is in pisces did you say misty's was too i thought you did I i didn't I her remember.
1: mars her mars is in pisces and the is
0: what does that mean i always thought that that was like a really peaceful kind of approach to i feel that too yes i feel
1: like that if anything when it comes to it's a deep feeling energy is what i'm because i'm tapping into the both of you if that's okay go right ahead because i have only met i don't think i know anybody or i've done a reading looked at anybody's chart that has a pisces uh, Mars and Pisces but Mars is also can okay, be like about your temperament too and I feel like that the both of you I feel like that's actually a really good place but I feel it like it feels it's more good a to me for yeah, I know it's
0: calming yes for I mean I, and yes. it's like you're, you're, I think yeah. it's very calming it's like you always give in in a fight because it's for the greater Calm. <laughs> unless exactly, it, unless it's hard, someone's being hurt, you know, and then and if there's a conflict or someone's being, yes, hurt, it's being wise
1: and- with your anger yeah, or wise yeah. with like the action, because Mars is also very action-oriented, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like for um someone I know, he has uh a, a Mars and Aries, so like he could be quick <laughs> at the whip to take action, he could be extremely impulsive too. Um, but of course, Mars is ruled by Aries too, so it's like an extremely heavy place. I forgot what house he had it in. But for me, I have a Gemini in Mars. So, and it's also in my first house. So when I was younger, I had that same impulsivity because Gemini's can kind of be impulsive too because um, they are very young in the Zodiac wheel. But also air signs can have a habit of being impulsive. Aquarius and Gemini is Gemini's more than Libra, as I feel. Um, but anyways, when it comes to having Gemini's, in, Gemini, excuse me, in Mars, it's like a, it was a constant inner battle. me so like i wouldn't and then it would be and it was with self too and so as i got older i had to realize that and i noticed that like i would watch tarot readings for example and i would not resonate with aquarius i wouldn't resonate with aries or taurus because i'm an aquarius sun aries moon and taurus rising i wouldn't resonate with any of them but I would resonate with Gemini. And that was that's my only Gemini placement. And I'm like, why, why, why? <laughs> and then I saw first I saw first house. And then I saw and then I realized your know, Mars is like, oh my gosh, Mars is all about like action taking and you know, your like how you handle action when it comes to like, of course, like, you know, I feel like that Mars would be associated more with anger, you know, and like war, war energy. No. Well a little bit anger, but more I think like war that's energy. like a lot of that
0: comes from mythology and, and what they're yeah. named after. You because know, I thought that's the time yeah. of wars and like people dying all the time being hacked and slashed and gutted and you know, fun stuff like that back when you, you know like, so that, much they like they a based tourist. it after, you know, yeah, well they be yeah, I am one. <laughs> like yeah, they're pasted after like you well, know these these dramatic scenes. gods and goddesses of you know roman and greek you know like in our westerns you know well, it's like
1: hmm. yes well think you about know? it so what we're, we're what y'all know mercury retrograde oh yeah we know what it mm-hmm. does to you the pre-shadow and the post-shadow i think that we're still are we still in the post-shadow of it? I don't explain. Recall. Explain
0: to listeners who might not know about. Okay, Mercury, so
1: retrograde. Mercury and retrograde. What happens during Mercury and retrograde? Mercury is all about communication. So also, I was basing this off of Hermes. So Hermes was the messenger mm-hmm. of the gods, right? So, anyways, when it comes to communication, you'll notice that during Mercury and retrograde, what tends to happen for people who believe they are psychic and whatnot is you know, their computer will constantly mess up. Like anything that has to do with technology, yes. messages don't yes. come through. Now, to those yes. of you that are aware, you notice also that like Xs, people from the past come back during Mercury <laughs> and retrograde and everything. And it's almost like whatever, whatever, like things from the past come back around during Mercury and retrograde too, for those that are on a healing path for you to analyze. Like when you, we get out of Especially like if you want to start something new, it's usually suggested to start it after. I mean, don't be living in fear, but mm-hmm. it's usually wiser to do it during and not to sign know.
0: contracts. That's the one thing that really oh yeah, to not
1: them. to sign contracts, not to start new relationships it works. So, yeah. yeah, yeah um they always suggest to wait till after Mercury retrograde, including pre Shadow because of Mercury can be Mercury is like, I don't know. I'm trying to give you an example like a it's a trickster energy. It can be very tricky. And so um that's why they suggest for when it goes direct to wait a little bit and then to move forward because again, things from the past come back during retrograde for you to work on reanalyze so that when the retrograde is over and the energy is cleared, you can move forward precisely. It's almost like being put into like I think of the hanged man, which I know is Pisces energy, but I think of the hanged man tarot card, which is like you know, a little bit of like a waiting around. Yeah. yeah. You know.
0: So I, have a, I have a question for you so mm-hmm. like someone just starting out like or maybe someone who's who's got a little bit more knowledge um of astrology like where would you tell them to start exploring themselves first with their chart say they, they found a way to get their chart made you have to have your birth time your birthplace and your birth date yeah and you go somewhere and find your chart get your chart made on the internet for free there's lots of places mm-hmm. um so what would you what would you suggest if they want to know like why am i feeling the way i feel like mainly that's why people go to a psychic. I feel bad and I want help or a reader or you know anyone for energy work. Like I feel bad usually is why they go. I want to feel better. How, what would you say was a good first step to look at in, on their chart?
1: Okay. Or what so, may be affecting
0: mm-hmm. that feeling?
1: So I would look at like, let's say it's their love life. Let's say they um, are having a hard time in their love life. And let's say we're starting to fresh from the ground up. So they're having an issue in their love life. They're trying to figure out why it never works out. They come, let's say they come to me. Are they going to a psychic or no? What would push them to go to a psychic? Or I was just, I was giving it? that as an example,
0: like for themselves to work on themselves at home as a listener, look listening to this podcast, like let's say most people listening to this are either opening their, that I know of, or trying to open their gifts up or work with their energy more, already do, and want to like, like us just talk about it and listen to it and be enjoying it you know with other people who talk about it yeah so like where would they start to explore okay i like that that example better i like that that example better let's go with
1: that instead of love so i feel like what they should do is study their moon sign first
0: Okay. So your
1: moon, again, is mainly subconscious. I feel like that's the best. I feel like that's starting from the foundation up, which might sound weird, but it's, I feel like that's a pretty good foundation because everyone, for the most part, if you've been reading your horoscope, like let's say you've been, you read your horoscope in the newspaper, like, you know, on and off for like 10 years. So you have the general idea of, for example, if you are a, I don't know, Scorpio, you like already know about being a Scorpio. So you're like, I got it. Right. But Mm -hmm. then you you sit there and then you are stuck at a lost place. I would suggest that you look at your moon sign, see what your moon sign is, then study up on moon sign, then see, you know, how it relates to your life. Know what the moon stands for. It's kind of like a scorpionic energy to me anyways, because it's just, it's just watery energy to me. But anyway, so it would be like, why am I the way that I am? And how do I open up more and figure myself out more? I would suggest looking at your moon sign. Great. let okay. start out, then moving yeah, forward. that's good. Yep, I would move to, I would just go down the list. Honestly, you're so used to your sun sign because even if you're not too familiar with astrology, you have the general gist of it. Your sun sign is your soul, it's pretty much like how you are. So you're used to it because, for the most part, you're just trying to figure out the deeper parts of you, not the surface level of stuff. So I would start at the moon. Then Mercury's communication see what, you know, don't dive into the house right away. You don't have to. I'm telling, like, I suggest people who are more severely, especially into if they want to
0: understand, like, themselves. That's mm-hmm. like, what's one of my main goals for doing the podcast altogether, so people can understand
1: their intuitive side. I agree with that. But this is, this is something
0: if you if you can understand yourself, you're going to understand your intuitive side. I think. Yes, it helps you understand you know? others too. It yeah. helps you gain perspective yes. because then oh, you see yeah.
1: you see your shadow side. You see, I'm have I have a quote from an Alanis Spurs song in my head. You see all my light and you love all my dark. And then you also have to have that within yourself too. So Mercury's, you know, it can be mainly about communication, how you communicate, the way you communicate. You can also figure out how to improve your communication. Then, you know, Venus is, you know, romantic love um, also can be a little bit about self-love too. Mars is how you take action in life. That's what I would say um, Jupiter would be like how you receive your karma. Like, what have you done? Not, it's not about like judging. I feel like Saturn's more of like a judging the karma (laughs) and then seeing how you have, (laughs) what you have done because it's the reaper. So if you think about it, if you think of a scythe, because that's what the symbol for Saturn is, is a scythe. You think of a scythe and the scythe cuts the grain, it cuts the growth. And then saturn pushes that energy into jupiter and jupiter delivers it so it's up to you whether you've been a good girl or a good boy you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Are good so then uranus would be about it could be about uranus is ruled by aquarius so it could be all about unexpected events so that's why like during the, the age of aquarius what we're going through right now it's like there's all these unexpected things happening like that crazy um, in the United States everyone was paying attention to like the lottery because it got to like insane about you know all, all these unexpected things and so um, I feel like that 2020 it was almost like the build up to the age of Aquarius and I feel like that it went through the dark side of Aquarius it was also you know Saturn moving forward <laughs> anyway so um I can listen
0: listen and listen
1: oh I, I can I get channels and channels and channels so um that's why I'm just like i'll stop myself mm-hmm. um so Uranus can be like unexpected events it can also be like a very innovative energy um so if you are trying to figure out like i don't know the wacky side of you you know yeah. a lot of people are like aquas maybe the humanitarian zodiac but they're the weirdos too um mm-hmm. so then neptune would be like your dream side like let's say i feel like it could be creative but it could also be like Dealing with like muddy waters in your emotions and also in your thought process is how I feel about Neptune as well as like your intuition. Pluto is very much Pluto is also like your power. Um, that's why Pluto is ruled by Scorpio because Scorpionic energy is extremely sorry, my throat is extremely powerful, but it can also be, you know, it's how you handle it. It's also about like what's lying underneath the surface, it's the investigative energy. And it's also, and when I say power, I mean, like, because Mars is power too. Personal power. That's what, yes. It's like, a, it's like personal power about how you, like, almost like a will within yourself. Because when I think of like the tower card, I think, which is, which is like an Aries, it's a Scorpionic Aries energy from usually what I get off of that, you know, I think of Mars energy. Okay. Because okay. it's just like you know, yeah. it's very powerful. It could be, yeah. it can even, and a lot of people think tower moments are like external to them. Tower moments could be internal too, like yeah. a random realization, hardcore epiphany. So that's yeah. how I would go by. I mean, I feel like that's what I did too, is that I studied my sun sign for a while. I studied my moon that I went through each place of it. And then I put it all together and I'm like, okay, so here are the puzzle pieces of my path. And so that's what I would suggest. Well. I mean, that's I had yeah.
0: went back to my chart to see what my Uranus was. I mean, Uranus. Sorry, I know they say it differently now, but I had to go see where my weird side was, and it's in Scorpio, and that's pretty weird. So I'll I'll look into that next. But um, <laughs> On this note, I would like to ask you: um, Where can listeners find you? Where can they like get a reading from you at Everclear, right? Yes, they um,
1: could go. They could go there. I also I'll put have... your
0: phone number and stuff. if you, you want to send that to me after the podcast, and your what's your name on Everclear? Uh, Gwen. Gwen, okay, that. Going,
1: Yeah, <laughs> why are you smiling? <laughs> I <I'm> just teased <laughs> you. I was like, I really want to just be like, because like my other thing, like I do uh zodiac videos and stuff on YouTube because I love talking about astrology oh. and like bringing in zodiac into. I need that. Tarot readings, I, need your, I need
0: your YouTube name too, so people can watch it. What's I was going to say YouTube that's name?
1: Rebel Angels Tarot. Rebel, so Angels like tarot. I do. Yep, I do pick of cards and I do um. Zodiac readings and stuff like that. And I do lives, and then I also have my keen. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not my keen. Oh my goodness, I've been seeing keen advertisements everywhere lately. I'm like everywhere. I work for. I work for Everclear, so I don't know why this is happening because I'm really satisfied They, they, they pitch with me
0: jobs uh, other places too on the internet. It's like, no, I like my job. I do. I, I like Everclear. Job. I love it. Yeah. I
1: mean, I just gonna yeah. say I'm i new to. I just started um, doing readings on there like last week, and I'm like, I love it. Yeah. And then, like, my clients are extremely. They're so excited because they're just like, I don't just use tarot or oracle. I'm like, or just my natural abilities. Like if they don't mind it, they mind telling me their birth chart. I try to teach them how they could use their birth chart too, you know. But that's if they're open to it. Some people aren't open to it and they'd rather have tarot and it doesn't matter. I mean. I can read you no matter what big. Oh, I don't need you listeners, tools. apparently, yeah. it's, it's, if you go to Glenn
0: on uh, Everclear, she's going to be very excited if you want to do astrology. And you can just listen to this podcast. She should give you a lot of information in a short amount of time. Because this is this is only about an hour here. And I feel like I have gained a lot of knowledge, insight, and things that I did not have. And you deliver it really well. Thank you
1: so much. I tried. The, yeah, I tried. You did a great job. Uh, you did, did great. I was going to say, my Mercury's at Capricorn, so I try to be extremely efficient. You yes. are efficient. well, you you were, yeah. Very <laughs>
0: much. You don't try, you do. Yeah,
1: I <laughs> like, enjoy listening to you. I that do was too. Awesome. I'm gonna listen to oh, this. Oh, thank you. I <laughs> uh, also
0: at this point I'd like to thank our sponsor, EverClear, the advice app. And you can get your advice from psychics and empaths for the guidance you need to create the life you deserve. And at last, any last words for you, Jackie, for the listeners, Misty? Anybody any last questions or insights or Anything you want to say at the end of the podcast here?
1: I was gonna let her go first. If like okay. No, I first? want you to go. No, I'm going. <laughs> I I go. go. You go. Um, you. I just ask for everyone to believe in themselves and be patient with themselves because sometimes, especially if you want to learn about astrology, it can be really frustrating. Um, also, always listen to your inner guidance. And just because that your birth chart could be like what I mentioned before, a key to figuring out your life and like how to it can be beneficial. Don't sit there and hold yourself. Don't put like unwarranted negativity on yourself. Like I have to be this way because my birth chart says it. Mm -hmm. No, that's why I mentioned finding out your strengths and your weaknesses. It's guidance, exactly so be gentle to yourselves especially if you want to learn astrology just be patient gentle with yourself and then also and also,
0: and also as you're learning astrology i think of like different sources of information say things different ways
1: yes so try that, a lot of to your variety. intuition yeah try a variety yeah.
0: of sources when you're studying it, and your intuition of course like you said that's the best one Yes,
1: because you- yeah,
0: yeah. And while acquiring the astrology knowledge, I, I do think lots of sources is a great thing because some people just make some things just sound horrible. There's no, like, coming back from some things these people think about astrology and some of these books. Well, stuff,
1: some, you know? yeah. well some people are like, Aquariuses are the aliens of the Zodiac. And I'm like, you know what? Most people that say that, you're just jelly that you ate an aqua because you know what? I mean? Every single sign has a positive and a negative. Not I like, I know... Like everyone gives Scorpios crap, but I'm just they're, like, they're Scorpios not, are awesome. actually brilliant. They're brilliant, yeah, beautiful beings. Yeah, they're very beings. brilliant. Yeah. And every single time I do a read for them, Scorpio. Yeah, yeah <laughs> every single <laughs> time I do a read for Scorpio, I encourage them. I'm like, will you just please be yourself because that's all you have to do. And you're not you're far from fake. You're like the realest of the real, but you choose not to show it and be an example because you don't want people to have that side of you when that side of you is like so glorious and beautiful and it's needed in the world, you know? That's well put. Oh, I know I love some that. Scorpios
0: who could hear that and need to me so thank too you. thank you very much um thank Jackie, you and thank you Misty. and listeners we love you thank you for listening and if thank you'd you. like to be a guest you can contact me i'll put the info in the description and if you and, and jackie's info will be in the description so you can definitely get a reading from her or and she and watch her if you don't want to get a reading you can watch her and learn from her yeah <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> uh, thank you so much everybody and have a wonderful evening Goodbye. bye bye